Welcome back to Daf HaShavua. This week we're going to be learning Mitzach Sivamos Daf Ayin and uh, the last uh, the last Daf of Almana Lekohen Gadol and then going into uh, the next Perak in Mitzach Sivamos Perak Ha'arel. And as uh, the previous Daf, Daf Samach Tes Amad Beis, uh, concluded, so we were talking about somebody uh, who's going to be invalidated from eating truma, disqualified from the opportunity and the privilege uh, of eating truma, based on the Pasuk that describes uh, what happens when a woman marries a Kohen and becoming uh, his, what's referred to as Kenyan Kaspo, we uh, went ahead and we developed the following, uh, the following principles uh, of a Bas Yisrael marrying a Kohen and a Bas Kohen marrying a Yisrael. And we said when it comes to a Bas Yisrael marrying a Kohen, uh, she may eat truma while her husband is alive, and if he dies without her having children from him, she may no longer eat truma. But if she has a son, or if her son dies and he has a son, she may eat truma because of her son or grandson, her descendant who is from uh, her husband who was a Kohen. The second situation, a Bas Kohen who's married to Israel, so she is going to be disqualified from eating truma of her father uh, because, again, she's uh, entering into uh, a house of Yisraelim. And if her husband dies without her having children with that husband, so she resumes eating truma because of her father. But if she has a son, some sort of continuation of this line of kahuna, or her son dies and he has a son, she is disqualified from eating truma of her father because uh, there's a descendant from her husband who was a Yisrael. So the Mishnah got underway, and the Mishnah told us that if Abbas Cohen is uh, uh, with an Eved, so he apostles her from eating truma. The Mishnah then goes on and says that if an Eved comes uh, from the marriage of Abbas Cohen and a Yisrael, so he, the Eved, doesn't disqualify her from eating truma after the husband dies, and he's not going to be regarded uh, as her offspring, i.e. this Evan. So the Gemara wonders why um, this is so, um, and uh, why wouldn't the Evan be part of the offspring of this marriage? So the Gemara answers, hi, based on a Pasuk of Ha'isha Viladeha, and which basically means that um, this child uh, hasn't come from the uh, the kosher union and um, something went awry on this uh, throughout this uh, throughout this relationship and therefore he doesn't fall into the category of what that Pasuk is referring to of Ha'isha Viladehas. The Gemara then expounds on the case of a grandson who's going to be a mamzer and uh, this mamzer, this grandson, is going to disqualify a Bas Kohen from eating truma. And the Gemara goes into describing the role that grandchildren are going to play, uh, where the Gemara ultimately concludes that if a woman has illicit offspring, people that come as a result uh, of her being married to somebody or her being with somebody she's not allowed to be with, it's going to disqualify her from eating truma based on the Gemara uh, on Daf Samach Beis, just a few Daf earlier, which says that one's legal relationship with grandchildren uh, is um, the same as a uh, halachic relationship with children and uh, the interaction between children and grandchildren uh, halachically is actually a fascinating topic uh, in halacha. What uh, halachic obligations. The grandparents have to grandchildren, the grandchildren have to grandparents. And the Shulchan Aruch in Yoridea Reish Mem, the Ramad describes that person is chayev in the kavod of one's grandparent. And the Piskei Chuv also quotes this halacha and bases it on a few different Gemaras throughout Shas, where we see 
that the progeny, that the offspring, that the grandchildren uh, really have to go ahead and have to make sure that uh, that they're giving kavod to their uh, to their grandparent. There's a very interesting question that the Truma Sedeshin asks over here. And let's say a uh, we have a family, and unfortunately, the father uh, of this uh, the father of this family uh, has become a kofar, has become a heretic, has become an apikores, and the son wants to get called up to the Torah, but doesn't want to be called by his father's name. He doesn't want to mention the fact that his father is so-and-so uh, heretic, and he wants to change his name. So the Truma Sedeshin answers that you can call this person up by the name of his grandfather, and the Ramah even quotes this lehalacha based on many different psukim that the Torah, uh, that the Torah presents us. Uh, with the Avni Nazer in Choshe uh, Mishpat, Chiladal and Simon Kuf Gimel describes the fact that in the late 1800s there was a question asked about whether or not we should continue to call people up to the Torah by their Hebrew names anymore, uh, and maybe it'll be easier, or maybe we'll uh, be able to save a little bit of time if a person uh, doesn't get called up by their name and we just call them up Rishon Sheni Shlishi. And he answered that any little change and any uh, swaying from Misora can make a tremendous difference uh, in a uh, Shasa Shemad. And certainly at the end of the 1800s, when the, uh, the reform movement was really gaining steam, uh, he responded that that's not the way we should uh, we should go about things. And there is something uh, beautiful about being called up to the Torah and having this opportunity to appreciate uh, a parent, the fact that you come from uh, a father with a name, something that a father represents. And there is something uh, about this custom that is a uh, that's a beautiful thing. And therefore, the Avni Nezer presented an answer that we should continue to uh, to uh, to follow this custom. So the Gemara then goes on to determine the source of how we know that a child. Uh, who's born from a Jewish woman and an Eved is considered to be a mamzer, and that is uh, how the parak ends with these uh, with these various limudim uh, about the uh, this Jewish woman marrying um, an Eved and the concept of mamzerus, similar to the machlokis that we had about whether or not this uh, this child is going to be uh, a vade mamzer, this child is going to be a suffolk mamzer, uh, and what role that child is going to play in halacha. That is the end of parak almana lekohen gadol. The next parak parak ha'ar is a uh, 15 daf parak and uh, goes into all of the uh, the different people that are not going to uh, be able to eat truma, people that are going to be uh, disqualified from eating truma, and the Mishnah on daf ayin begins discussing an RL, somebody who is an uh, uncircumcised person. And anybody else, uh, that's tummy. So we describe the fact that they are not able to eat truma. These kohanim, these, uh, these people cannot eat truma, but their wives and their slaves, uh, would be able to go ahead and would be able to eat truma. We also explain in the Mishnah the concept of what's called a Tsuadaka, somebody that, uh, unfortunately, um, has, uh, has a, uh, a mum that uh, will prevent him from, uh, from having children uh, and other movement that a, uh, other blemishes in a person's body, in a man's body, that uh, would render them uh, unfit to go ahead and uh, unfit to eat truma. And uh, the Mishnah describes what role that plays in uh, one's potential ability to go ahead and to eat truma. The Rambam in of Hilchos Truma describes that a uh, that a Kohen can't eat truma when a Kohen is tummy, and if he does go ahead and eat truma, it's an Isidoraisa, and if it's truma tahora, he's gonna be Chayav Misa. If he's Tameh and eats Truma Tameh, though, then it's only going to be an Isidor Raisa without Misa Bidei Shemayim. And there's another Rambam in Perak Vav, Halach uh, in which the Rambam says that if a Yisrael eats Truma no matter what, he's 
going to get Misa Bidei Shemayim. And uh, what the Rambam describes over here is uh, the fact that we have to treat Truma with the utmost level of Kedusha, of holiness, of sanctity. And only Kohanim uh, are allowed to interact with this Truma as we, uh, and only people that are Tahor are allowed to interact with this Truma as we've uh, described in the, uh, in the previous daf over here. There's a Machlokas uh, that really presents itself in a lot of different ways with a really beautiful lumdus and really beautiful conversation and analysis with regards to uh, some of the ramifications of this uh, discussion, of this machlokes. And we are trying to define over here what it means to be an RL. What's this concept of uh, not being circumcised and uh, what are the halakha ramifications of somebody that isn't circumcised? So Rashi over here describes the fact that an RL is talking about a Kohen who had two brothers that died um, as a result of having brismila. They weren't able, their blood wasn't able to clot or some other, um, uh, uh, something else went wrong with their body physically that would uh, halakhically dis- uh, 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 demand of this person to not have a brismila. And therefore, uh, due to uh, all sorts of physical danger, halakhically he doesn't get a bris. The Rash, so Rashi says over here, it's not his fault, but nonetheless, he's still considered to be an RL. So according to Rashi and according to uh, the way that Rashi understands this Gemara, we would think that an RL at face value is somebody that decides not to, I don't want to get a brismila for this reason or that reason, this, that, or the other. But Rashi says, no, really there's danger going on over here. But Rabbeinu Tam takes a different approach. And Rabbeinu Tam, um, Tosos quotes in uh, the beginning of Masech Sagiga and the beginning of Masech Zvachim. Rabbeinu Tam disagrees with Rashi and explains that when our Mishnah discusses this particular Aral, we're talking about a Kohen who refuses to perform bris milah, and there's no halachic basis for his, uh, for his refusal, for his exemption. And therefore, according to Rabbeinu Tam, this person is making an active decision on his own volition to not go ahead and, uh, and give himself and get, really, a bris milah. If However, continues Rabbeinu Tam, the RL is one who deliberately refuses to fulfill the mitzvah of Mila. So why does the Torah specify in a Pasuk that a Mumer cannot uh, eat in, uh, cannot uh, take part in Korban Pesach, yet in another Pasuk describes that an RL may not take part in Korban Pesach? It seems that Mumar and RL are uh, used interchangeably uh, in, uh, in the Pesukim in the Chumash, and uh, that doesn't seem to fit in to the approach of Rabbeinu Tam. According to Rabbeinu Tam, the RL is a Mumar. Rabbeinu Tam explains that if a man refuses to go ahead and perform brismila out of fear for his life, although that fear is unfounded, he's not considered to be a Mumar. According to Rabbeinu Tam's explanation, the RL is certainly what we refer to as Biyado Lesakin and Omid Lesakin. According to Rabbeinu Tam, this person... He's not an RL for some reason that's out of his uh, for, that's out of his hands to fix. If he wanted to go ahead and he wanted to fix it, he could. When it comes to Rashi's approach, however, halachically it would be prohibited for him to go ahead and for him to get a bris milah. So, according to Rashi, the status of being an RL of being uncircumcised is not biyado. It's not omid lesakin. It can't be fixed. Whereas according to Rabbeinu Tam, you do uh, have the opportunity to go ahead and uh, one could go ahead and fix the status of being an RL and render oneself uh, permissible to go ahead and eat truma. So there and uh, take part obviously uh, in many of the other mitzvahs that you are uh, able to then fulfill. There are many different beautiful uh, ideas uh, and uh, lomdush 
conversations about what's behind Rabbeinu Tam and Rashi, uh, which is really a beautiful machlokis that, that, that plays out in a lot of different places. Um, so uh, one of those is uh, the role of onus, right? When a person can't fulfill a mitzvah, so what role does that play in, uh, in, uh, in mitzvah observance? Does it completely wipe out the mitzvah opportunity? Are you at fault for not uh, engaging and not partaking, uh, participating in such a mitzvah? Or no, it's out of my uh, realm of possibility. I'm not able to go ahead and I'm not able to fulfill this mitzvah. And therefore, um, and therefore um, I would, uh, you know, I'm exempt. This is a concept that we have in several places in Shas of Hutra or Dechuya, something that's permissible for one to do or something that's uh, simply pushed off for now. But when the opportunity arises, I'll still have to go ahead and I'll still have to do that mitzvah. And uh, what this, what role this RL plays and why he's an RL definitely makes a, uh, definitely makes an impact and makes a big difference in the, uh, in this, uh, in this Perek, in Perek HaRL. The Gemara then goes on to try to learn the source um, for this, for this rule about an RL and looks to the Pasuk of Toshav Vissachir, which the Torah writes by Kohen, by Akorban Pesach and by Truma. And we know that an RL is Usr uh, in both. Uh, eating Korban Pesach and eating Truma. And the Gemara goes on to connect these two worlds of Pesach and Truma based on uh, different Zerah Shavas, based on different ways in which the Torah is going to be expounded. And the Gemara throughout Daf Ayin describes all sorts of types of Zerah Shavas that we have, ways in which we can expound Pesachim in the Torah. And um, we learn what an Aurel can and can't do, what an Aurel can and can't eat uh, in the realm of Halacha, in the realm of Kadshim, uh, in the realm of interaction with uh, food that is kadosh, food that is holy, food that has uh, sanctity. And throughout the rest of the daf, we have our uh, real introduction to the world of someone who is uh, who is an RL uh, that comes really uh, with the lamdas of Rabbeinu Tam and Rashi that we described uh, just a few moments ago and uh, real halacha lemaisa, practical sugyas that uh, that come as a result of uh, of uh, of this uh, of this conversation of this machlokes we shown him that uh, that we uh, that we stated out and that's going to be uh, a real topic of conversation for the next uh, fourteen or so daf of Perak HaRL and uh, the Gemara on Daf Ayin Amar Beis comes to a conclusion with uh, really trying to understand these Xer Shavas, these worlds of Pesach and Truma, and how they are connected, and what role being an RL plays in being able to fulfill uh, the eating of Truma and the offering of Korban Pesach. That is Meseches Yevamos Daf Ayin.